So that was uh, a lot. <laughs> it's an instinct. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Star Wars Retrospective. We haven't done one of these in solo. Uh, we, of course, being me, your host, Diego Crespo. We did the trailer for this film. Oh, fuck, that's right. Um, <laughs> I in which uh, I was very down on that trailer. I um, think a lot of people were, but... Uh, oh, that's also Matt, Matt Garingo. Yep. You should know me by now. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're just stumbling upon us, hello, welcome. We we talk about Star Wars and other things, too. Yes, that's one way to put it. <laughs> um, yeah, you were you were not crazy about the trailer. I don't think anyone was, if I'm being honest. J.J. Mm-hmm. Um, Abrams, not known for ending things. Like, he's gotten criticism for not knowing how to end things, but honestly, he hasn't stuck around for a lot of his endings. Yeah, um, isn't, like, Felicity the only show that he, like, actually did the ending for? Yes, which is why I believe Carrie Russell uh, co-stars in the film, technically. Yeah. It's kind of a cameo. Uh, um, she's fun. Not... Just yeah, I, I, I love Carrie Russell, but, and uh... I have a lot of positives about that, that get-up, because that reminded me of prequel costumes, and the say what you will, those costumes were amazing. Okay, uh, yeah. But anyways, the, the point I wanted to make was that, yeah, he doesn't really stick around for endings. And because the powers that be did not want to wait around for Ryan Johnson to finish Knives Out before uh, returning to Rise of Skywalker. Because lest we forget, everyone was saying such positive things about him until he wasn't working with them anymore. <laughs> uh, which is kind mm. of a bummer. Um, is he? Uh, did they officially announce that he's not doing another one? Uh, no, but the, the, the grapevine, and I believe it's like just public knowledge at this point is that, oh, they went to Ryan Johnson to do episode nine. Because one, they just, everyone loved working with him. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one that hasn't, like, pissed off the, the executives in any way. <laughs> just uh, j- just the fans. The, the fan dumb, mm-hmm. mind you. But still, uh, it caused some uh, feathers to be rustled. And we are now two years away from the film that rustled so many feathers, The Last Jedi. And I think we're still on the same wavelength about that one. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Um, it's, it's it's really not that complicated. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm genuinely confused when I see the hatred that movie gets. Um, yeah, I've, I, I've tried. I either. I've I've tried honestly. I, I've like sat down to watch it. The only conclusion I've come to is that if you hated the Force Awakens, I understand hating the Last Jedi. <laughs> um, I understand just not being down with these sequel films at all. Um, but if you liked The Force Awakens and Hate the Last Jedi, I really don't know what you want out of these movies. And to the point where I honestly believe that a huge part of the backlash to The Last Jedi was people rewriting their reviews of The Force Awakens. Because uh, that's a movie that, you know, Force Awakens, it, it it's very fun, and uh, you don't realize that the plot is pretty generic until you get to the end of it. <laughs> And that uh, it is, it you know, everyone talked about it. It's basically, I call it the greatest hits album. Most people say it's just A New Hope again. Um, and uh, I think people, they were tricked by it. 
And people don't like admitting that it worked on them. And so I think that they went into Last Jedi with a lot of their annoyances and then projected them onto the movie a little bit. Uh, that's it's, it's the only thing that makes sense to me because I really don't understand the leap, you know? Yeah. Like, any problems that exist in The Last Jedi, and I won't say there aren't any, they're all in The Force Awakens. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you you brought up uh, on our Far From Home episode, which is technically our Cats preview episode, that uh, Far From Home kind of pays for the sins of, like, Infinity War and Endgame because it's picking up threads that are left over that are just too big to ignore. Otherwise, you're just, like, completely ignoring entries entirely. And I felt that The Last Jedi... Obviously, we did that episode after Last Jedi came out, but like rewatching The Last Jedi a couple times because I too really love that film. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, the problems that like I have with it certainly are definitely just like, yeah, like The Force Awakens didn't do like X with this or X with that, and so now this kind of has to like play catch up a little bit with characters or, I mean, the opening crawl has to establish. Oh yeah, by the way, this is the state of the galaxy at this point in time. Yeah, it's it's also. I mean, it put Ryan Johnson in a bad spot, which is that he had... There really is no other way to start that movie other than exactly where the last one left off. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no other option. So you got two movies back-to-back that take place relatively over, like, a week. And I can understand that being a little frustrating for some fans, whereas I think the gap between... Uh, between Last Jedi and uh, Rise of Skywalker is one of the positives I can give the movie. Oh, uh, just one of. Are we? Are we just gonna jump into it? Um, we'll get into. But I, I have to go back to. I was asking um, through the grapevine: Is Ryan Johnson not doing anything in Star Wars anymore? As as far as I know, he's still like in the conversation. Like I don't. I do not think there is a flat out no. I'm sure a lot of people just don't want him back at this point, and I think after certain films have come out, it's like, after just certain Star Wars things have come out, like, productions, I'm like, how do you not want that? Yeah. Um, but I'm still, I mean, even here, I'm still baffled as to what, who is writing the ship over at Lucasfilm, because some of the decisions here, it's like, it it doesn't make sense that it went through so many people, but, Mm um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, all I'm saying is that there will definitely be an episode 10 at some point. Maybe, yeah. Maybe not in the next five years, but at some point there will be an episode 10. Yeah, and honestly, I'm not against that. Just, uh, And I'm not against how the trilogy was made. I'm, I'm, I'm against several decisions, obviously. Like, it's, it's not a, a win-all-take-all situation. Um, some franchises can be made up as they go along. Uh well, the original the original trilogy was made up as it went along. I mean, that's what some people tend to forget because they like to pretend George Lucas had like the whole thing planned out. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you know, he had scribbles and notepads, ideas, maybe, or like that would be fun for the next one. But yeah, you know, you're you're totally right. Um, but just maybe if they have to have this same production schedule, because remember there was three years between those episodes, and there was like one and a half years between these episodes at most sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like two years, I think is being generous. But production, that's just super fast. So maybe next time just uh, 
tee it up a little better. Kind kind of kind of have a whole layout. Yeah, if you're going gonna on. if you're gonna do it on the same schedule, you should definitely plan it out a little better, or give three years. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even even things like Force Awakens, I think if that just had one more year or like a little more time in like the writing development process, like I think that could have been even better because uh, I, I still really like that movie too. Yeah, and that's it's this probably we're we're asking for stuff that probably will never happen while it's in the hands of Disney and corporate America exists the way it does. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, especially with the way the Marvel movies come out. I mean. That's the same. The same well, people are going to take over eventually. It, it was the goal to do it like Marvel, and then it just died immediately. <laughs> um, but I mean, also, isn't like I believe Kathleen Kennedy said something that they're going to make the next Star Wars announcement in January. Yes. So, so whoever's taking taking the reins on the next big film adventure, uh, we'll know then. Well, it's going to. Well, Kevin Feige's somehow involved, probably. Oh yeah, uh, of course. And, I'm willing to bet it's going to be a spin-off film. Uh, that we're not going to hear an announcement about episode 10 for a while. Um, unless, the, it, unless they're really, they are in panic mode over this, which I doubt it. Um, but I think they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, because they don't have any contracts in place to do an episode 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm willing to bet it's going to be some sort of spin-off. It's going to be like, oh, Jabba the Hutt is doing something. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be something terrible, um, and then that'll come out, and it will do solo money, and then uh, they'll panic. Um, unless they trick everyone, unless they pick like the exact five things that Uber nerds want to hear. Oh, just like the Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even gonna talk about that just because I have not. Okay. Yeah, I know you're doing the podcast on it. Yeah, go check out Cantina Hangouts, everyone. It's uh, you know what? The last episode was really good. There you go. That's what I got. Uh- I'm waiting to. I decided that I'm just gonna wait for all of them to come out and watch it. You're gonna text me and be like, "You fucking sat through this." <laughs> like yeah, I just I, know it. I, I don't. I, whatever. <laughs> I think it might work a little better if I don't have to get. To, if I don't get to the end of every episode and be like, "That was it." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. In the meantime, I've been watching Ducktales, which is fantastic. <laughs> I've heard that that new series is very good. Oh, it's so fun. Um, we're avoiding talking about Rise of Skywalker a little bit. Yeah, so uh, the problem with Star Wars is that, at least at this point in time, because of the state of franchise filmmaking, because we just got something like Avengers Endgame, where its goal is to basically just hit a bunch of bullet points to please everyone, like, there's good stuff in that movie, but that's basically what the creative side boiled down to there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's making a leap. Um Star Wars kind of felt the need to do that, I think. After I am, Last I, Jedi. I'll be honest. I have no fucking idea why anyone thought a lot of what happens in this movie was a good idea. Because <laughs> that doesn't... It doesn't... It just doesn't make sense. In, I don't know. I, I, um, I guess I'll just say my basic opinion on it before I get into it. Uh, I've, I said on Twitter, it's a very... It's like a nice bowl of ice cream with a little bit of dog shit in it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's ice cream, but there's still dog shit in it. <laughs> and I would say there's about 20 minutes of this movie that are absolute dog shit. And then outside of that, it's okay. And the problem is, again, it's not like, you know, every movie has mistakes, everyone, especially big 
tentpole movies. There's always stuff where you're like, I wouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. And who cares what I would have done? You know, just little shit that bugs you. And this one, it was literally like, no, the 20 minutes are like cement shoes on this movie. <laughs> it's, it's, you could, honestly, I'm watching, I was, the fun, because I, I watched it twice because I'm an idiot. And watching it the second time, it was like, I was doing the mental gymnastics in my head of being like, okay, I would cut this, cut this, cut this. And I was basically like reworking the movie in my head to be something salvageable. And honestly, the fact that it was so easy for me to do it mentally makes me think that they weren't even sure they were going to go with a lot of the big quote-unquote twists in this movie. That like they were hedging their bets until the last minute. It, I, I don't know. It, it, I was just infinitely baffled. I'm not even, like, angry. Like, I'm not going, like, you know... I'm, I don't want to be one of those people being like, they ruined it, because I think that's reductive. And I don't agree. I just I just don't understand why someone would think it was a good idea. I really... I, I just... I'm, I'm completely at a loss. Uh, to the point where I... I it, it makes me wonder how much of it... Which parts came from who, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. This is, this is a Frankenstein of a movie. Yeah, um, when we talked about Return of the Jedi, you brought up a good point, like, ev- like that that movie always had naysayers, it's not just, like, internet trolls that are like, oh, that's the weak one, the other two are the perfect movies, like, because that, like, probably, like, looking back at it, I've been saying Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie, and that might be, like, the best written and directed overall, to me, in my opinion, but, like, Return of the Jedi is kind of the one I always go back to, and I'm, like, the most fulfilled by, you know? Uh, this movie's exactly what people say Return of the Jedi is to me. Like, the harsh naysayers. Yeah. Um, no, I did. I got um, very Return of the Jedi vibes. Like, I think it was trying to be Return of the Jedi. I mean, at times it was literally Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, to the point where there were scenes that were, like, directly framed, like, scenes from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, we, um, we could break down a little bit of, of the plot. Like, I want to talk about the overall whole film, obviously, like, in succession. Yeah. As, as, and, as much as possible, but it is also, like, a film with at least five hours worth of overall plot crammed into the first act alone. Oh, yeah, it's it was so... It screamed of they picked an endpoint before they started the movie. Yeah, I mean, hey, Michael Mann did that with Heat, but, uh... J.J. Abrams is not Michael Mann, and I yeah. think that's the big point I have going in. I mentioned him not not like abandoning endings. He's just he's a producer and a writer and a director. He wants to do other things. He's allowed to do that. Uh, my love affair with Abrams is completely like over at this point, though. Like I kind of it was a splash of cold water to the face. This movie, yeah. and uh, I I think bringing on Chris Terrio, uh, who. We obviously discussed at length for BVS our episode on that. Um, is someone who who is very who wants to deal with weighty ideas and very like philosophical like uh, philosophy? About, yeah, but he's like, not good at it. Mythology. Oh, I'm sorry. It, uh, uh, going on this in BVS, which is another <laughs> film where it was like, it for me it was worse. Where I was like, I I literally said half of BVS is the greatest superhero film I've ever seen. <laughs> and half of it is the worst. And that's true. I mean, it's it's very similar. This is just, it's like, I don't know, like two-thirds of it are really good. 
two-thirds of it are very okay, and a third of it is dog shit. Well, here, let's... Um, I will say there's stuff I absolutely despise in this film. Stuff that, not even just because it's like, I like The Last Jedi and it kind of retcon stuff. I just think that's a bad way to go about franchise filmmaking. Just like, oh, people didn't like that, so we're going to ignore it. Like, yeah. I hated it with every Terminator movie. I've hated it with every fucking X-Men movie that did it. Um, and I, I'm not happy about it here. Even though, I think on occasion, I was like, but that was an interesting way to go about it. If you're saying, fuck that, we're doing this instead. I didn't hate the way you went. It just doesn't fit. Yeah, and uh, this you know what this movie honestly the closest one uh, we talked about Return of the Jedi, but this I honestly got Phantom Menace vibes, hardcore where prequel vibes. I was like, I like looking at a lot of this. I wish no one was talking, (laughs) which was most of the movie for me. And then occasionally there'll be a line where I'm like, oh yeah. And then most of it, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Quint at the end of Jaws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to stab the fucking Rise of Skywalker in the face with a machete. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. But I do. Long have I waited. And now, you're coming together. Is your undoing. What is the overall plot of this film? So, <laughs> uh, the la- excuse me, the rise of Skywalker is about m- more of the <laughs> sequel trilogy. <laughs> no, no, I actually have like an overall like kind of a thesis of what the film's about, and I don't think it's a bad choice. I just think the execution is weird. Um, it's more of the the meta prequel. I mean, a sequel trilogy arc of like almost deconstructing star wars like going through the past so these people can move on into the future i did i'm actually i'm gonna stop you right there (laughs) because honestly i think any metatextual analysis is entirely accidental um i just got a vibe of they they were like this movie is being hyped as this is the last one which I don't know. I honestly, they might think it is, even though they cynically end it with like, "Oh, that's why it's called Rise of Skywalker," <laughs> <laughs> so we can do more Skywalker saga nonsense. And it just felt like they were trying to be like, "We're this is the last one, so we have to do everything." <laughs> that's that's the honest vibe I got. Um, and it, here's the plot of the film. The Emperor's back. The the Emperor's and back. He was the architect of all our pain. Oh, boy. And, and yeah. And I like Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's he's going to do some shit. And he's got a fleet. And we got to stop him. 
and uh, oh, Ray's his granddaughter. <laughs> oh yeah, full spoilers. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, Ray's his granddaughter, and she uh, goes to kill him, and then she's like, "No, I'm not gonna." But then they kill him, and uh, then the movie ends. Also, uh, Kylo is redeemed. Oh yeah, he's there. No, uh, no, you know no, what? She has like the most fulfilled arc. Them and Ray, Ray and Kylo, I still think work enough. If you ignore the granddaughter thing, you basically just have to ignore that for this movie to even be functional. It's so weird. Like it's we're gonna so- talk about the ending, but like it's so weird because I think, like you said, because uh, I I was aware of like a lot of the stuff that was going on in this movie before it came out. Just full disclosure, um, and I ended up liking it much more than what I was reading. You know, you read it and you kind of see the trailers, and you're like, "Oh no, it's it's real." And then I start hearing things, and I'm like, "Oh, please don't tell me that." Um, but I will say, like, even they felt like they wanted to like change their mind about her being Palpatine's granddaughter because in the final confrontation, Palpatine's like scavenger from nothing and nowhere, and it's like we just spent two and a half hours hearing about how she's related to you. Like that's weird that. But that's the most cutting thing. It adds up to fuck all. I mean, it's it's literally they try they very meekly try to do a thing where it's like, hey, look, it doesn't matter if you're his granddaughter or if you come from nowhere. Like that doesn't matter. Which is this, you know, and it's it's very very weak attempt to be like, see, we're not really undoing the lesson of Last Jedi. And he's like, look, you, you can... And we knew the whole time. I'll get into that. Oh, um, I... That I hated. Yeah. But it's that also... Was like gross. As Beyond that, the only reason I believe that line, that this, this plot point is there, is because they can't figure out a reason to set up the final conflict. It's just to get her there. And it's, it's also for, to get her there, and the Emperor doesn't just immediately kill her. <laughs> like it's that's the only reason they they're like we can't think of the plot armor to protect Ray like we can't figure it out and it's to the point where and there's a better line in this where uh Kylo is like we're a dyad we're like we're the opposite forces and so all you had to do is be like the emperor just wants that <laughs> Like, he doesn't need... It doesn't... Why does it need to be family? It's so... But, the, I, I, again, another thing of this movie is that its its main goal is to destroy any sense of ambiguity. It wants everyone to feel exactly the same way the whole time, which is another Marvel thing. And that's another reason why I think it's there. Because they don't want to be like... They don't want to have Kylo Ren be like, we're a dyad, and then for, like, the... 30% of the audience that doesn't know what the word dyad means. <laughs> and they walk out of the movie being like, that didn't make sense. <laughs> and, you know, all the people that, you know, that couldn't do basic readings of The Last Jedi, they're like, ah, it's daughter, that's why science, <laughs> magic, <laughs> whatever. And it's just, it, it, you could so easily remove it from the film. And it wouldn't change anything. You know what? It w- the the dyad thing. I'm with you, but like the fact that they they spend a moment explaining 
it like we're we're the same point and two opposite end. Like whatever, I could deal with that because like Star Wars exposition that happens once in a while. The problem is that just keeps happening for everything. Oh yeah, like, they they ne- like the- nothing goes by in this movie <laughs> without a thorough explanation, so we all can feel like we're on the same team. And we can all walk out of the movie and go, yay! Like, although I got to be honest, here's something. I don't know if you experienced this. Um, uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, both times I saw it, opening night and then the next day, very uh, animated crowds, lots of like clap moments, a lot of laughing, a lot of cheering. Um, after a certain point in Rise of Skywalker, in fact, it was the the critical, you're the granddaughter. I'm not even joking when I say it was that moment. It the the, the theater just it was silent for like the rest of the movie. And there's like there were a couple people clapping at the end because everyone claps at movies now, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, no, uh, clapping at the end that's that's good. Good whatever going there. But uh, yeah. it was it was one of those things where no one felt the need to join in and that's the first time I've experienced it with the sequel films um, yeah where uh, it, it was more sporadic this time and then it, it there was like an hour where there was just no audience interaction on opening night yeah um, yeah I saw I it was first, shocked by I was second screening opening night um, packed house there was a lot of laughing at the start and then it just died at some point and I think by the end of it people were just so like what is this? Uh, my my crowd got very into it by the end again. And spoiler alert, I did a little bit too. Um, oh no, I would that, agree. That, uh, yeah, but like, uh, it, it doesn't mean that was perfect either. Even though, like, I finally I felt the film got like at least some semi rhythm by that point because literally the first hour and a half at least are just like. Swipe, fade, swipe, fade. We're here now, we're here now, we're here now. Uh, Palpatine's resurrected in the opening crawl. Like, that's the kind of film you're in for. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> like, they're just jumping right into that. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, the opening crawl establishes that Palpatine has returned. The dead speak. I actually think that's actually a, kind of a cool I, I honestly for a crawl. I was, I was briefly optimistic. Because I like it when a major moment, like a major plot point, isn't in the film. Like, I was like, oh, they don't feel the need to, like, explain everything. Oh, like, little did you know. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I fucking know. Um, I, like, I, I was very brief. I'm like, okay, this is cool. They're not even gonna tell us, you know, we're not gonna see a sequence where they steal the Death Star plans or something. It's just we're suddenly thrown into the action. The signal's been picked up. Shit's gone down in between the movies. And I'm cool with that. Apparently, there's something in the crawl that's like a tie-in to a Fortnite promotion. Oh, um, Fortnite got like a cut something or other. Actually, you know what? Let me look that up because this is important to bring up, I guess. Um, Uh, Is it like a clip from the movie? Okay, so what was shared in Fortnite was... um, clip from the opening crawl the dead speak the galaxy had heard has heard a mysterious broadcast a threat of revenge in the sinister voice of the late emperor palpatine and it was heard on at the end of fortnite's saturday event at the risky reels i don't know what any of that means 
but so they heard is... the they heard Palpatine's broadcast. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. that's that that's it's lame, but I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, and, and in terms of like tie-ins, like I I didn't know that until after the movie came out, and I was like, yeah, that that's all right, whatever. Whatever. The, the opening crawl works fine. It yeah. just drops a lot of shit on you. I would say, yeah, it drops a lot of shit. I would say I was good um, for a couple minutes, <laughs> and because uh, it, you know, it's there's it it's very wordless. We we immediately jump into Kylo Ren fucking people up, and uh, he's just and he's straight up killing people, which the movies up to this point have been very uh, reluctant to show him murder. Uh, he, he, like he killed his father, yes, and he killed uh, Max von Sydow. <laughs> Oh yeah, but uh, there was still kind of a reluctance to be the show him do a ton of murdering, and here he's just killing like tons of faceless people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of like, all right, I guess they're going to go full dark Kylo, which I was kind of glad. And then it's like they wordlessly show him put these pieces together, uh, what I thought was a holocron, which is later explained to be something else, which is fine. Um, and you've seen travel. They don't explain like this nebula he passes through. They don't. They just show it, and it's like this really good. It's all very dark and mysterious and creepy. And honestly, there was a lot of impressive visuals in this movie. Um, there were times where I was really like, "Oh wow, they they put a lot of money into this." And not to be like you know, just I, I'm so used to the visual soup that are the Marvel movies, I guess that I was vaguely impressed at times, even when shit wasn't working for me. Although J.J. is trying to do, like, some born ultimatum action in this, which I didn't really care for. Uh, I was actually quite surprised. It took a while for the action to start working for me. Yeah. It, given it, J.J.'s pedigree. Because, like, that's the one thing I thought for sure would work. It never really did um, for me. Uh-huh. Uh, it, there was parts sort of where I was like, it was more like I liked the overall, like, goal I'm like, oh, cool! They're they're riding horses on the thing, and I'm like, that's a fun idea. I'm not really enjoying looking at it, <laughs> but I like that's a fun idea. Yeah, and the, the resistance stuff in this, I have un- until that big woohoo moment at the end. I was like, this is disappointing. Yeah, uh, we'll, it's, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll uh, get to the, the visuals well, you were saying. I I completely agree. It's a super expensive movie that looks very expensive, and I, I think that's where the genuine like artistry comes from with this one. Unfortunately, yeah. not nothing against the VFX artists who are obviously so underpaid and overworked and everything. Um, th- this is some of the best like Star Wars visual stuff like in the series. Like, yeah, it's very atmospheric. There's really weird, like, Sith religious stuff. There's, like, a Sith cult. Oh, yeah. That's, and like, they... so nerdy and awesome, and, and we there's... spend, like, five minutes with them. And that's stuff that I'm glad they didn't explain any of it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy about that. There's so much that I'm glad... Anything that is explained is what annoys me. Anything that is left on the table, I'm like, alright, cool. <laughs> and, uh... We immediately, we, I mean, Kylo Ren shows up to wherever the fuck Palpatine is. He's, like, tied to a machine. Um, it's like, he's, like, a bound, you know, Prometheus bound or some shit. <laughs> so stupid. Um, but it looks good, though. And then we're immediately, like, I created Snoke. I'm the voice that's been in your head the whole time. 
And I'm like, all right, I guess we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, think once once everyone heard he was coming back, we were like, oh, so they're doing that. And it's like, <laughs> maybe there's hope for something else. And no, in hindsight, there wasn't. Well, it was, it was always like, I, I had hope that he was like pulling some strings, but he was like, like Snoke was like a rebellious clone of his. I think I said that. <laughs> Uh, that, that would have been more interesting, you know? Just yeah. give it some dynamic. Well, A, it would have been more interesting. B, it would have made sense because it's like, I'm going clo- to send in a clone man thing to gain influence. I'm going to make him look like one of the most untrustworthy untru- monster men <laughs> ever. <laughs> and it's like, I, you know... The Emperor's plans never make sense. Yeah. So you just kind of have to roll with it. No, uh, no. The the ones that make sense are the ones, like, in broad thematic strokes. Yeah. Like, uh, like in like the prequel trilogy, like, it's so convoluted, but it kind of has to be because of what they're going for, for mm-hmm. better and worse. Uh, Return of the Jedi, it's like, all right, I could work with that because of the end point. Here, JJ's not, a, like, a thematic guy too much, so it's just plot, 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 and yeah. that's just... No, it's don't it's do super plot heavy, and a lot of the themes are. I'm not even sure if I want to say themes because I really I don't know what the theme of this movie is. Well, there's not just one, and it doesn't come up till the end for the Ray and Kylo stuff. Yeah, Ray's I just, got this thing where she's like a healer, and I I thought they'd go in a more interesting direction with it. I was fine with what they did with her. To a point, obviously, as we've discussed already. Yeah. But, like, yeah, there's, there's not one idea driving everything. And I'm not even saying you have to have one idea driving anything, although I am annoyed with the modern movie thing of, like, where every word means three things, you know? <laughs> I call it the the uh, Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance approach. <laughs> um, where you're just like, Jesus, this is exhausting. And which it was, but I honestly, I, I, I don't, someone will probably, this is going to be one of those movies, I think, where when we get some distance, it'll age a little better when it's no longer the final story in the franchise, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll age better. And I'm sure there will be a lot of interesting writing about it because someone always finds something to talk about with these fucking movies. But as of right now, I'm at a loss, and I'm not really interested in whatever game it was playing. <laughs> and the the only... What takes precedent over any themes are the character arcs, which outside of Rey and Kylo are incredibly shallow. Are and there even any? It's, like... it's, it's literally just, like... I, and I don't even like knocking this, but it, it's just like the power of friendship. <laughs> like J, that's all JJ could, friendship and family. That's all JJ could think of. Yeah, and, yeah, that that that's there for sure. And, I like that one. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, but it's all there is, and it's all like I I didn't need people saying friends as much as they did in this movie and I'm not one of those like cynical guys where I'm like the power of love like I'm not (laughs) I'm not that person it's just when it's all there is especially when you could have done so much else which is not the right thing to hold against it but it's like yeah we already worked all this out (laughs) 
They're friends by the end of Force Awakens. <laughs> like, Poe not really, because he had nothing to do in that fucking movie. But, yeah. uh, and then they're all friends again at the end of Last Jedi, but thankfully that's not the only thing happening in that movie. And here it's like, you know, Return of the Jedi has like, you know, your faith in your friends is yours when it's like your weakness. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I, that was, I could cut, like I would cut just so much of Finn and Poe out of this fucking Finn and Poe. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of been a bummer. And I I try and, I just want to talk about the movie, but I I think it's a little silly that Boyega was like, you know, Finn could have done more in Last Jedi. And it's like, bro, you have no arc in this movie. No, you know what? I, I will say my one complaint of The Last Jedi is I think they could have done more with Finn. And it's very minor. I just need like one scene with him talking about what it was like being a child soldier. I think they do enough, but I would have liked more. Oh, okay. But, I'll, I will buy that. And, I'll roll with that for sure. Like, I'm not sitting here being like, they fucked it up. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas here, he's, there, there is nothing. There is less than nothing, almost. Because I honestly think, and I, I you know... There's a whole thing in this where he he almost tells Ray that he loves her. Does that almost happen? Oh, yeah. Um, like, and then he which, uh, he posed like, "What were you gonna tell Ray?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing." But and like, what? Now it's a bad time, and I'm like, "Oh, we're doing this." But you guys think you're Joss Whedon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it thinks it's so fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I, the main thing I want to point out is. I have ne I am not a shipper, but I have never felt more sexual tension between two characters in the sequel trilogy than I have between Poe and Finn. I honestly thought that's what they were building towards. I it it I'm not wrong, am I? No. There's so much. No. I'm like, the only thing this could be leading to is that these guys kiss. And yeah. The, oh, God. I have, so, I have so many notes about that. Yeah, and I, to the point where I, I feel like there might have been a shot of it in the movie that was cut. Because like, there's just so much there. Because that's all there is with these two. <laughs> I mean, they Finn's whole thing is that like now that he's free of the the first order and like being a stormtrooper, which yeah, they I think that's one thing that the sequel trilogy absolutely whiffed on not exploring more of like the his trauma of being a child soldier. Um, but he loves everyone, like he cares about everyone, you know. And then in the Last Jedi, he cares about like the bigger picture, like oh, like we don't have to like uh, self martyr to be heroes. Well, we Last Jedi. It's it's really his story of being like I'm not in this for the resistance. I'm in this to save Ray because that's what he starts out caring about. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, he does believe in the resistance. Yeah, and that's I mean that's a fine arc. I mean it's finding he's finding his purpose again. And then you know you could have done something really interesting here with, well, what's the difference between fighting for the first order and fighting for the resistance? And I'm not saying that like the lines are very blurred. I'm just saying that would be something a guy would probably have to deal with. Yeah, and yeah. 
but again, I felt like it's just it's so there with, especially because Poe is so annoyed with Finn constantly wanting to go off with Ray. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, no, like I mean, Oscar Isaac. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure John Boyega too. Like they've had a, a bromance like offset too. Like in all the press junkets and everything, like they're always paired up together just because they have like perfect chemistry. But Oscar Isaac, you know, he's not been quiet about like. You know, he, he thought, like, that would have been great if they went there. And so uh, I, I, I trust one man. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Oscar Isaac. But, yeah, like, not even in a fan service way, because this movie has a lot of, like, hey, remember this? Remember this? Like, Force Awakens had it, too, and to an extent, Last Jedi, but those never bothered me. And here, I'm, I'm not even bothered by it. I'm just, like, you could have been spending so much more time, like, building relationships in like an interesting way or just doing literally anything else. It's uh it's ridiculous at times. Yeah. Um and also I want to point out I'm dragging this movie pretty hard. I didn't even hate it. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I am, I'm actually on the positive side. Yeah. But I think I, it's I, important to talk about why it's not even close to being as good as think, most of the other Star Wars movies. I think we're going to be two of the most positive people. <laughs> Apparently, because uh, I've seen like one star, two star reviews on Letterbox. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd give it like a three, but it's like a high three. Yeah, and it's you like, uh, honestly, I can't blame people. Like, it's one of those where it's like I can't blame people for hating this movie. Uh, oh yeah, especially because of because of what it gets wrong. I think if those are deal breakers for so many people I've spoken to, and you know, and all this hubbub of Star Wars controversy, and we really should start talking about the Resistance side of the plot. <laughs> But uh, just to get out of the way, and I think there is some good in it, too. Um, but I think in all of this hubbub, turns out a lot of people do actually like The Last Jedi. Yeah, that's what we learned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> turns out it's like the people who hate The Last Jedi, just they didn't shut the fuck up for two years. And everyone <laughs> that loved it moved on with their lives. Because that's what it means when you have a healthy relationship with media. <laughs> And then they're all back. I mean, uh, even, like, uh, there's a great film critic, Justin Chang, for the LA Times. Mm-hmm. You know what the headline of his review was for The Rise of Skywalker? I'm guessing not good. <laughs> it was, The Rise of Skywalker is here to remind you how good The Last Jedi was. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's an apt review, frankly. Yeah. Uh, fantastic writer i would recommend him to everyone but like uh that one was like oh that was the first big one i saw and i was like it's happening oh no yeah i i did my best to avoid stuff um but you know i here's the thing (laughs) what was weird to me is that everyone that was seeing it it was like confirming everything they had thought right Mm -hmm. like all the people were cynical about it they seemed to be Right, all the people that were like wanting it to fix things, they felt that it fixed things, and I was like, everyone can't be right. <laughs> and then I saw the movie, and it turns out like, yeah, everyone kind of can be, <laughs> and that's the <laughs> problem. Yeah. Ugh. So uh, the, the the main setup for the heroes, like not in a thematic sense, but just the plot. Literally, the thing kicks off the plot is the group on the Millennium Falcon minus Ray, who is training. Uh, and I, I just think it's funny that Ray is supposed to be finding like a peaceful mindset, and even then, JJ can't hold the camera fucking still. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 
Yeah, which is just like hysterical. So lots uh, of lots of unmotivated camera movements. Yeah, and cuts. Movie. Holy fuck, the yeah. editing. The edit. Yeah, this this feels fuck. like it was chopped up. Like, <laughs> oh no. Uh, JJ, when do you want to cut? Yes. Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but the, the setup of of. Uh, Everyone going on the Millennium Falcon for one last great Star Wars adventure through the past, learning about the history of the Jedi and the Sith. The bare-bones structure of that narrative is there and ripe for potential. And I think it it wouldn't have been like a hard-hitting, controversial Star Wars, but it could have been like a solid one. And this is anything but a solid movie for better or worse. Um, I want to say, though, that the the first chase with uh, the Millennium Falcon, I was actually enjoying... um, not in a, like, this is exciting. I was like, oh, this is weird. And I like when Star Wars gets weird. I think I've, I'm on the record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they the... they immediately do something that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> the light speed jumping. And I'm like, all right. They're not going to want to explain things. They're not here to appease every nerd. They're going to be like, you're rolling with these punches. And uh, that was, like, the last time they really did that. But, hey... Yeah, um. uh, I I actually really liked that because uh, one you get to see a bunch of cool like Chris McQuarrie inspired planets like the original versions of like Coruscant Ra- Ralph, I think or Ralph McQuarrie. What the fuck did I say? It's Chris McQuarrie. <laughs> no, the, the director of Mission Impossible yeah, Five, you know... Six, Seven, and Eight did not do concept art for Star Wars. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I like him, but no, I wouldn't. Anyways, <laughs> maybe uh, but he no, yeah, do, like maybe he should do a Star Wars. Oh no, he said on Twitter, he's like, I saw what they did to Ryan. Like that was like he was very. Oh, against, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, like that's I think a, him and Mangold were like really going to bat for Ryan Johnson. That's a shame. Fan reaction. I hope. Uh, hope Lucasfilm's like makes it some. In, ah, they won't. They're gonna get some TV directors. <laughs> I have. Oh, I'm not getting into that. But Russo's, where are you at? <laughs> no, no. Anyways, uh, I I like the, the light jumping, the the weird monsters, lots of cool weird space fantasies monsters, and like was that Mark uh, Hamill um, doing the voice of that alien guy? Oh, it totally was. Yeah, um, which sounds like a lot. Remember when he when he did The Simpsons and they wanted him to play himself? He's like, I'll only do it if you also let me voice an original character and that might have been what they used to get him to come back for this movie oh yeah poor Mark Hamill <laughs> yeah um in this one I know this, there is such a drop off in his presence and <laughs> uh if you want to know why I respect Ryan Johnson so much just compare the Luke scenes mm-hmm. I mean Jesus uh wow um, yeah, there's some shit happening. Ray's training, which is a scene to be like, see, that's how she knows how to do things. Yeah. Um, which, what, whatever. Um, we also immediately start off on another bad foot by going into CGI Carrie Fisher. Um, oh, which this... was just, you know, I, whatever. They tried their best, but it still felt gross. Yeah, um, I, I, because you know that they were trying to be respectful, you know, or at least like, 
as much as you could be in that horrible industry. It shows but a like, lack of vision, frankly, um, because yeah. they couldn't figure out a way to write around Carrie Fisher. And whereas I honestly think a, a better way not to not to nitpick and not to be like, here's how I would have done it, but here's how I would have done it. Um, I would have started the movie with Carrie. Um, Leia died off screen. And just old age, she just died. And be like, all right, now the resistance is really fucked because they're the one leader they had holding shit together is gone. That's a good way to start this movie. And then have the last conversation be like through the force. You could have done something there. Yeah. But instead she hangs around for a long time. And it's really awkward if you have seen the deleted scenes they use. Yeah. Um, Just Um, not, you know... It's a nitpick at the end of the day, but... I I think... You know what? I don't think so, actually, for this time. Because... I didn't think it was that jarring. But just... They were jarring enough to take me out of the movie every time. The yeah, it's the same frame, the exact same way every time, no matter who she's talking to. Mm-hmm. She talks to Snap Wexley with the same urgency she talked to Ray. Yeah, and it's just bizarre. And you're, I think everyone had the same idea, like, Leia's probably going to die between movies. And I don't think that would have been disrespectful. I, I, I just think, like... You know, the the whole trilogy is kind of about, like, putting old things to rest and learning from the past. And then Poe's art could be, like... Because I think Poe has an interesting dilemma at the end of the film where he's like, I don't know what to do without you. Like, that's, like... Yeah. I think that's an interesting thought, you know? Which isn't and, established until, like, the midpoint of the movie. Dude, that's the beginning of, like, the third act. I know! Like, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's so... Uh... It's it's such a misshapen movie, and it honestly it would have been just as effective the way it is currently if they hadn't even have had that fake argument between Poe and Finn, and he just admits how he's feeling um, in that one scene he's talking to dead Leia. Um, like that would have been it. It has the same effect, you know. Uh, lots of this. The, the character stuff, let's, let's, I just want to go back to the Millennium Falcon setup because I think that's such a great thing, like idea. Just like, everyone, one last mission, one last hurrah, one last adventure. And then immediately Finn's like, Rose, you sure you don't, you don't want to come? No, they need me here to look over schematics. And I was like, yeah. fuck! Yeah, I, hey, you know what? I was so nervous about her getting killed. Yeah. Because <laughs> Rose is my favorite. <laughs> I'm like, fine. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> like... <laughs> Compared nervous. to what could have happened. <laughs> yeah, me nervously stammering. Fine, fine. <laughs> keep, keep her safe. <laughs> but, uh... And, I mean, at the end of the day, she would have just been given another lame friendship arc. Um, yeah, but just, like, after what everything Kelly Marie Tran had to go through, you know? I was yeah. like, no one else has shit to do in this movie. Just, just stick her with the rest of the main cast. Like, I was, I, uh, I was actually a little put off by that. Or a lot but, put off by that. Um... I hope Kelly Marie Tran got paid or something. I hope something good happened to her. Yeah, uh, I hope her and what, uh, the new character Jana. I, I I forget the name of the actress, um, but they're apparently very close friends now. And okay, I was like, okay, that's cool. Team them up for a movie. <laughs> Fuck it. Seriously, yeah. Um, you got this streaming service. Fucking put them together. Uh, do something. Oh, that would be a trip. 
Yeah, yeah, the resistance. But, uh... The thing about that, I like that the new character doesn't really get enough to do. She has one brief moment where uh, she's revealed to have also been a child soldier. Um, and honestly, one th- I gotta say, it felt like you could have removed her character and everything she does, you could have given to Rose. That's exactly what should have happened I think and, and nothing I, against the actress but she, yeah you're, she doesn't have anything to do to the point of being a horse girl <laughs> I mean because uh, Rose rides the, um, that what what are those the big dog looking things the fathiers yeah she rides those and then like you just carry that over here and it's like oh she tamed these horses and brought her these space horses <laughs> and brought them with us for the final battle and then she rides in the battle uh, but they didn't want to do that. Um, I'm just, you know, I just, I, I'm keeping in in my heart that if Colin Trevor had done this, he would have killed her. <laughs> so like that's <laughs> that's keeping my head above water that's... right now. Oh my god, am, am I wrong? Probably not. And then he'd be like, oh well, you see, the audience expects the nice characters to live. Yeah, and that's he why... would have. He. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that uh, in the original script, because there's a fake-out Chewbacca death, which is really lame, um, where I bet you he really did die in whatever version of Trevor's film happened, because he's like, no one would expect you killing Chewie. Because that's his only uh, gimmick. Apparently, not not to dismantle your whole theory, because I do think his would have been, like, super fucked up. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess no one actually knows what it is outside of, like, that small circle at Lucasfilm and Daisy Ridley. Uh, <laughs> yes. But uh, this is not really Trevorrow and Connolly's script. Like, they got writing credit because they finished multiple drafts, um, along with the dude who wrote the Cursed Child play, which is whatever. I don't know that how that you pick that out of a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just got credit for writing that, and it's attributed to the final film. But it, he was saying like, yeah, no, like that's not really. But none, wasn't none of that is uh, mine. there's there's the element of the spy in the first order. Wasn't that rumored to be in his original scripts? Uh, I uh, probably uh, that one I don't know actually. We'll, we'll probably um, never know, or at least not for a while. Yeah, um, it'll be like uh, when you finally hear about like, oh, George Lucas's sequel trilogy would have been, you know, like 30 years after the original trilogy comes out. It'll probably be like that, it'll, especially it'll, because Disney's like, no, 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 all our productions are perfect and smooth and nothing ever goes wrong. It's hysterical that they keep doing that when, like, they are so clearly dysfunctional, but um, yeah, I, I, I'd be interested. I know whatever he was planning would have sucked, even if on paper he just doesn't have any skill, <laughs> so... You know, but, honestly, if so, someone like Michael Bay directed his scripts, I would at least be like, that's hilarious. I'm never watching that again. But you you just you just did that. You yeah, just, you know what? Everyone's been saying Wes Anderson's Book of Henry, but Michael Bay's Book of Henry would have worked. Oh, yeah. I'm not even sure. At the very least, been like an amazing experience. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been something. Yeah, but, uh, but enough of that. Uh, you brought up the Chewbacca fake death. And um, the spy in the uh, in the first order bit, I think it's important to talk about the other things that don't work in this film. And it's <laughs> that no, no, don't worry, everything's okay, everything's fine, we're all fine here. How are you? 
but then it puts the audience ahead of the central characters in the Falcon. Oh yeah, constantly. Yeah. It's constantly doing that, and even when it doesn't, you you know what's going to happen. <laughs> like not to jump ahead, but there's a scene in the where they're like, "We got to ride in the battle, Lando. You go call for help, and hopefully people will show up." So you're like, "Well, people are going to show up." Yeah. Like there's no other way for it to happen. So when they try and do a thing where it's like. Oh no, no one's coming. It's like, all right, when's Lando going to show up? And then he shows up. Like, even what isn't given to you too early, you can see it coming. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm okay with that in theory. It's just, it just keeps fucking happening. Yeah, it just it's it's the only <laughs> thing the movie has. Um, yeah, I will say it's though, such a bummer to go back and to get to some positives real quick. Um, I loved it when the group went to Burning Man. Oh, Coachella? Yeah, that was... Yeah. I loved... That was when I was like, all right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love... I love the premise of the Falcon Adventure. I love them hopping from planet to planet, seeing weird monsters. Whoa, Ray can heal things now? What? Like, all this cool... Oh, we're finding Sith, like, backstory and, like, lore. Like, personally, I don't give a shit about that. But, like, you know, at this point, I'm like, just give me something. And, like, that was all really cool oh we're seeing more of like the first order's reach on this snowy stone planet just different enough that i don't feel like i've seen it before this this carrie russell character looks like she's out of daft punk but if they start in the prequels there's a little robot man yeah what was that guy he was the best (laughs) babu frick he was the best part of the movie (laughs) i i think that's like unanimous and i will say wasn't crazy about him Oh, Babu. Sorry. <laughs> Babu, it, it's no. not it's not Babu Frick's fault. It's th- it's that he just kept going, "Hello!" Like at every like opportune moment. When it when he first started doing it it was cute, but then like 3PO like quote unquote dies also. And he's like, "Wait, mm. I have another idea." And then they do that. I'm like, "That was just kind of fucked up. That was really Oh, funny. that was I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part of the movie. <laughs> Really? I, I loved it. That. Wait a minute, there's another ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was too mean for me. No, that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I was that was a, amazing. Um Threepio <laughs> stole the fucking movie, frankly. Oh my god. Uh 3PO is fantastic in this when he's on it. When yeah. He's, he's uh they when he did honestly the movie really starts to drag when he disappears from the movie. <laughs> Yeah, like, the comedy, like, I'm so fucking surprised not hearing more people complain about the comedy in this film. Oh, they're yeah. they're complaining about it in Last Jedi and Force Awakens. But the 3PO comedy hits me every time with that one exception. Mm-hmm. It was hysterical. Anthony Daniels must have had the time of his life doing yeah, that. Yeah, I want to give him a high five over this. Like, yeah. he's so good in this movie. And I feel like it's going to get lost in the shuffle. Because mm-hmm. everyone's going to talk about everything terrible in it, but <laughs> like, yeah, he was he was fantastic, and I, I honest honestly like you know, not to be like a fanboy, but I I'm always a little disappointed when I don't get to see the droids. <laughs> so I was I was always like I wanted more three PO in the other movies, and I'm glad he got his due here. Yeah, yeah, they they not that they had to have him more in this one, but it's like they felt that they needed to give him more because he was only a minor role in the previous two 
And then R2 kind of gets shafted a little bit, but it's fucking R2-D2. He's in everything. Yeah, R2, is, R2 deserves retirement. He, he, served, yeah. he served his people well. But uh, Daniels is now the only actor to appear in all um, episodes of the Star Wars franchise. Damn. And I believe uh, he the only ones he's not in is Solo of the movies. No, Anthony Daniels is in it, but he's not like C-3PO, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, let, me, uh, let me do a quick check on that. Yes, uh, we are both correct. C-3PO is not in Solo, but Anthony Daniels is as a minor character named Tack. I do not know who that is. Um, did you see John Williams in this thing? I did. He's that the was, bartender that on was the, cool. the Carrie Russell planet. Yeah, that was that was fun. I liked I liked that a lot. I was like, fuck yeah, because this is his last Star Wars composition as well. Probably one of his last scores ever just because he's getting up there. Yeah. And, you know, like, totally fan service, but it's like, that dude's going to hang, like, deserves to hang his jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Deal. I'm glad. Uh, and he's always the guy who, even when these movies suck, he always delivers. So. Oh, my God. Okay, so what do you think about the score? Um, I'll be honest. <laughs> When you're um, <laughs> not my it's probably my least favorite of the three but it's also still good <laughs> like it's john yeah. williams what the fuck yeah uh, john williams on a bad day he's like wipes the floor with everyone else on a good day yeah so. this one it felt like it was just as confused as the rest of the movie but it was the only part of the movie that was like knowingly confused you know <laughs> Yeah, there was a confidence when... It's the loudest of the sequel trilogy scores. Oh, doesn't yeah. mean it's the best. And Definitely I'll be honest, this is not his fault, but there should have been some scenes that didn't have score. And you know what? There's one scene that doesn't that I wish kind of did, and it didn't even need it, but uh, I'm a big Duel of the Fates kind of guy. And when Kylo and Rey are out on that Death Star wreckage, I was like, just, just do it. Just fucking play it. You know you want to, and I could feel it in my bones, but it didn't happen. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I would have, you know what, I would have liked a little callback to Duel of the Fates when they do the lightsaber handoff at the end. Um, when, oh, I mean, okay, like, yeah. When, when they pass it to each other um, through the Force. Which, I want to say, that's a big thing in this movie where they can do that. Um, I'm totally fine with that. I had no problem with the weird force teleportation. No, all the force stuff, I was like, this is the shit right here. Like, inject this into my veins. I'll be honest, I'm a little narrow because I, I, I believe that... I'm, I'm going by Kylo's logic of them being a dyad where I'm like, this is something that can only work between those two. <laughs> like, she, like, if it was with another Jedi, it wouldn't work. Now, whatever sequel comes later, they'll fuck it up. But right now, that's how I'm viewing it. And it works when I think of it that way. Uh, if if you hand it off to someone who's, like, smart and let them, like, do something smart with that concept, if they want to expand upon it, I'd be open to it. Well, but you just need to justify... It is something I, I wouldn't want to see it again. You need to yeah. justify the connection between the two characters. Because mm-hmm. to me, that's the big thing, is that these are two... They're, they're, they have to come together at the end, which they literally do. Yeah. And, um... That's I'm fine with that. So they're like they're they have this connection, and that's all you needed. You didn't need this other shit. <laughs> it, it, it was it was working fine, and 
Because honestly, that's where the wind. I, I once that's revealed, the wind goes out of the movie, and it's unfortunate. And I'm not even upset. Like I'm fine with. Oh hey, you know your parents. They actually weren't pieces of shit, and the emperor killed them for whatever reason. I'm fine with even that. That's still a little too much for it's, me. It, but, it is, yeah. it is, but you need to come up with something to like justify her anger. And I just, you didn't need that extra step. It's like a hat on a hat. Like <laughs> It's like, now I have two hats. It's like, yeah, but the other one was fine. What yeah. are you doing? It's ugh. your nice hat, your nice sizable hat that everyone said they liked, except for people that don't know anything about fashion. Well, I got another hat to put on top of that hat. See? So now it's more hat. And it's like, yeah, it's just more hat though. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird. What, uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. Lando shows up. Lando shows up, and I like him in this. Oh, okay. So, because of of things that have been confirmed through through their leaks and conversations, um, I should talk a little bit about Lando and why that character Gianna seems a little shortchanged in the film. That's Lando's daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... Uh, he has a scene with Finn. Uh, where he says, like, oh, well, I stayed on this planet because I failed and whatever, but, uh, like, really the big failure was that I had a child taken by the First Order when they started rising up, you know? And you get you kind of get the sense that, like, oh, the First Order... Like, you get just a little more backstory on the First Order, and then Finn and him have a moment where it's like, <laughs> it, I think it was supposed to be played for comedy. Like, oh, yeah, like, that sucks. I was taken by the First Order. You know, like that Kung Fu Panda bit where it's yeah. like, oh, wow. <laughs> like... Everyone else got it except for them. So, but then you find out that oh no, Finn is from no like uh, Finn of, doesn't have parents still. Of all the contrivances, that's the one they decided to cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's wow. Um, I'm glad that wasn't confirmed. Yeah, uh, I I just it's a sweet moment that that Jana and Lando get at the end. There, he's like, well, let's help find out where you're from, you know, because like everyone else was going through that in these movies, but like they they literally just met. <laughs> It works so much better, though, with them not being related. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess there, it's a little weird that Lando stayed on that planet. Um, but whatever, who gives a shit? Like, Yeah, like, I could roll with that. Like, I know the one of the big fan complaints that I definitely don't want to lend credence to is that, like, oh, we never saw the original, like, trio or, like, the, the cast of Return of the Jedi, like, get a reunion moment and i was like yeah but isn't that kind of like more tragic you know yeah. like the fact that they never got that be- well, that, because like things didn't work out yeah and here's what i'll say like yeah i, w- I i'm a fan i would have loved to have seen it like i'm not i'm not lying when i say that would be great but it would be great for like one 
moment in one movie. <laughs> like, other than that, you can't do much with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind if, like, I keep saying, so, Disney, if you're listening to this podcast, which <laughs> you are not, I love all the fans that are like, we have to send a message. <laughs> but, uh... They should do, like, an animated film of the original cast. Like, get new voices, of course, but just do that. And just to appease some fans. I think it'd be fun to see um, now that this trilogy's over so we can kind of fill in the mystery that they didn't want to bother explaining, um, which I'm fine with not explaining things, you know... Now they have the streaming stuff. I just they can do a lot now. Yeah, they can get, they can get the garbage out of the way. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and just you know, like if you want to do this fan servicey stuff, I'd rather it be there than in the films. And, but whatever. I mean, it was cool seeing them, and Billy D. Williams is awesome as ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like uh, I thought, like honestly, I, I was not looking forward to Lando's appearance. And nothing against the fantastic Billy D. Williams. Uh. I was just like, I don't care at this point. Like, I just want these characters, these new characters, to have their own journey and adventure. And it's like, I, I liked it. I, I still wish they had their own stuff going on. I was worried he was going to be a huge part of the adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he disappears for a huge chunk of the movie after being introduced. Yeah, which I was yeah. like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Like, they didn't repeat that one mistake from Force Awakens, which was yeah. nice. And I don't even—I wouldn't even consider that a mistake of Force Awakens. I know some people like to do that, but it's like—but also, like, don't do it again. <laughs> you already did yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, I, I think you saw a post of yours too on Twitter where you were saying that, like, because clearly we're like of the same mindset of this movie. Like, yeah, it's fucking flawed, but I liked it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also said, like, yeah, if they do another one down the line, don't ever let yeah, this happen again never <laughs> yeah that's what I'm, I'm glad it's getting kind of savaged right now because i i think they'll at least kind of pay attention yeah and they might i mean it's hollywood and who cares at this point um i'm willing to like not you know i don't need star wars to be around forever mm-hmm. so honestly I, the one joke i was gonna write about this is that Remember in Last Jedi how Luke says, I'm going to teach you three lessons, and then he only teaches two? Because mm-hmm. they cut the third one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out the third lesson was actually the movie itself, which is The Last Jedi prepared me for The Rise of Skywalker. The greatest teacher failure is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's also like, I, you know, you have to be willing to let things move on. And I have to be like, all right, I'm done. I had to move on to the next thing in my life. Or afterlife. Yeah, whatever. We met we meet Carrie Russell. That's that was fun. I had some fun there where the, the uh first order is basically ice. Yeah, uh and she's even saying like, Oh, I can't take the children screaming anymore. I was like, Fuck. This is like heavy. <laughs> could have done more with that, but whatever. Totally could have. It uh, could have done a lot with a lot in this. Yeah. They sneak onto the ship. Uh, turns out Hux is the spy, uh, which I was nervous for a second because I thought they, I was really thinking they were going to be like, and that's why I've sucked the whole time because <laughs> I'm, I've been, I've been a secret ally the whole time. But thankfully he's like, no, I'm just doing this because I fucking hate Kylo Ren. Yeah. And that's a great moment. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, it's over. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, they immediately dispatch it because they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and I know I'm complaining about that a lot, but it just keeps fucking happening. Don't worry, Chewbacca's not dead. See, he's actually okay. Oh, don't worry. Hux isn't going to, like, hurt Kylo Ren because he has more to do, and that's okay. So we're going to kill him off with this new guy, uh, Richard Richard Price. Fantastic actor. No, Richard uh, E. Grant, and the character's name is Price. Fucking God, I'm sorry. Uh, I saw Cats no, as a double feature. <laughs> my brain is fried. Um, he's great in this. He doesn't get a lot to do, but he's great. No, but, uh, like, even then, there's, like, trickle-down ideas that are, like, really compelling, where it's like, oh, he's been around with the Emperor forever, so that's why he's kind of, like, Was there, like, a more of a reveal there? Because I didn't understand that. I, I thought, I, like, something with the eyes, like, maybe he was another, like, Palpatine clone, and I was like, that's, like, weird in a fun way, but that might have just been me, like, looking for something that wasn't there. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. That one sl- I don't know. They slow down, and they, like, make you be like, this is important, and then it doesn't matter. <laughs> this movie's a mess. See, Matt, after The Last Jedi made people upset because it made them question why they liked things before paying off with the fact that, no, it's okay to like these things if they're important to you. Um, people can't have their feelings questioned anymore. Yeah. They need to know that everything is going to be okay right away because that's how fiction works now. Yep. I hope, I hope you guys are happy. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about this is that a lot a lot of the stuff in this is was very clearly done to appease angry fans, and they're going to hate it just as much as everyone else. It's it's the centrist dem of movies. Oh, wow, that's funny. It's not wrong. There's so much of this movie where it's like, they have that one Haldo line. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah, they called it, uh, uh, oh, my boy Charlie from Lost. Yeah. Dominic Monaghan. Doesn't get he anything goes, oh, to we do. Should, we should pull a Haldo maneuver. And everyone's like, yeah. And then they're like, well, that's like a one in a million shot. And it's like, There's... holy fuck, that was not the lesson you're supposed to learn from that in that movie. <laughs> but it's also like... You could have taken that from that scene without explaining it. Like, yeah, it's, oh my God, there was so much of that where it was like a couple lines here and there to explain things away from the last movie. And that's what really bugged me because that's stuff that really didn't need to be there. Like, say what you will about the horrible twist that doesn't work. Yeah, I don't even, the rest of the movie is honestly a wash for me. It's, yeah. uh, it's just noise at a certain point. And you know, like, uh, Stan Aquaman 2018, I kind of get the criticism that, like, it's just too much going on. And then I watch something like this, and I'm like, no, no, Aqu- Aquaman, I'll, I'll still go to bat for any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, this one, I'll, uh, it'll depend on my mood, but um, I'd gladly... It's going to make a hell of a 4K. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, look, visually. It'll look really good. Um, it's too much to break down scene by scene, but it's also not enough. We go to the Death Star for a little bit. Oh, yeah, we go to the Death Star and meet the new character who is not Lando's daughter after all. Um, we meet space horses that are kind of fun. Uh, yeah. You're totally right. They should have just been the, the ones from Canto Bite. Well, I don't even need that. I just need that, like, you know, thematically it could be like, oh, she knows how to ride those things. She can ride a horse probably. Like, mm. like just do, just have Rose do it. I don't know. Yeah. Imagine how excited she would have been to see them too. Like, this is yeah. totally just like... In my version now. Yeah, um, but, but it's like, it's also like everyone complained about that scene. And people said she was worse than Jar Jar, which is insane. Um, yeah, like, nobody fucking watches movies anymore. That's the problem. No. Well, no, the problem is, a, a big problem right now is that no one can read films. And that there are bad faith actors who will exploit 
fan outrage because it's very easy to suit some sort of agenda they have. They're going to do the same thing with this movie. I mean, it's it's who someone someone's taking your movies from you. That's unfortunate. The worst thing is that out of out of everything, this is 100% true. The worst thing, Matt, is that you were right. Fans don't know what they want. Yep. People don't know what they want. And when they get something that a production thinks they want, they're still like, well, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, because that's not how movies work. That's not how art works. That's not how storytelling works. It's not made to, I mean, like, yeah, in a broad sense, it's made to, like, appease people. But it's not made specifically for that. You want people to enjoy what you've created. But there's so much more to it than just... I don't like that because I had to think about it, you know? Yeah, I, I just, something happened in the last year, especially this year where it's like, they really know how to make movies now that just press all the right buttons. But the weird thing is that this is an attempt at that and it fails, so it's not an exact science. But it worked with Endgame. Like, say what you will, but like, everyone seemed to like it. Like, I liked Endgame enough. I think it's a death knell but yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know it, a lot of people did like it no but you're you're i'm not dis, i'm not even disagreeing <laughs> like it's there there was a turn this year which also makes it harder to even stand by a lot of the flaws of this movie um as it, it just feels like there's a big big shift happening and i don't know where it's going to end up and right now it doesn't look very good Mm-hmm. I have faith that the wave will break and roll back. It just I just hope it happens sooner rather than later. And I, I could be saying that about a lot of things happening in the world right now. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 this was an exhausting experience in a lot of ways. And um, honestly, I am glad that it, it, the ending is at least kind of exciting. Although I, I gotta be honest, I was so waiting for a reveal that the that Palpatine was lying about the granddaughter thing. Mm. That felt so teed up, where he was like, "I'm the voice in in your head the whole time." Like, why wouldn't this fucker lie? Yeah. And, but they didn't do that. Um, I hope that they start episode ten with that, because <laughs> you totally can. And, uh, this movie proves. You can just fucking totally disregard everything. I would say, like, my whole thing is that, like, I don't care what franchise it's in. Like, even, this is my my go-to example of the last 24 hours since I've seen the movie. <laughs> um, even if The Amazing Spider-Man 3 happened, and it was the best Spider-Man film ever somehow, I wouldn't want it to disregard the events of Spider- Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. As much as I dislike those movies, like, through my core... I think it's bad franchise filmmaking to be like, oh, we just ignore that. You know, like you don't have to address everything verbatim, like moment to moment. But yeah, you don't need to explain every little plot point. This movie is so plot focused is where it fucks up because mm-hmm. it should have been thematic and character driven. Yeah, and... because when those moments do happen, like the big one between Ray and Kylo, like which she almost kills him and heals him. Yeah, I was like this is like good for me like, yeah, that I just felt like fulfilled and um I this might be a controversial take I didn't mind where their arc ended uh 
let's just hold that for a, for for just like a minute. All right, because I also really liked Han Solo showing up and talking to Ben. Yeah, that was uh, that was something I I hoped for honestly. I I really think Harrison Ford gives really great performances in these new movies too. Like it's what the so fuck? weird. They, did, they didn't deserve him it. in this. They didn't deserve him. No, they didn't deserve him in this, but I'm glad he pulled through anyways. And you know what else? I, I would have... This is, again, just me being like, all right, fan time. Um, him being like, there's someone else who'd like to talk to you, and it'd be like Anakin and Padme or whatever the fuck, you know? Because he's... Kylo's whole thing is that he's been trying to be like Vader so much... No one's really like told him that. Oh yeah, dude, you're like your grandfather, but you're like Anakin. Yeah, <laughs> like it, the similarities are not even like <laughs> like it's just so obvious. Anakin uh, shows I, up. Oh, in a voiceover, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That was nice. There was a lot of people in that voiceover. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna list all of them down, but basically, if you've been consuming all Star Wars media, chances are go look you've got a, a fave in there. Look at a BuzzFeed article; they'll list all of them. <laughs> um, no, I actually do have uh, a list of the Jedi past. Yep. Uh, Hayden Christensen. I'm not going to read all of them, but Ahsoka Tano fan, she's in there. Yep, she's in there. That was nice. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh, Samuel Jackson, of course. Yeah. A lot of people there. Yeah. Um. All right. So the, where their arc ends up, though, they come together uh, and they they heal each other, which I thought was a very... Like, this movie's all over the place. It's trying to hit every nail on the head, and at some point it's going to hit some stuff that just works for me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very beautiful, like, sentiment. Like, oh, they come together and they heal each other, you know? Like, physically, they're going... They take turns saving one another, but it really is about them coming together and, like, bringing that balance. Yeah, That, it, that idea is totally there, well, and they, I thought it was very beautiful. He literally passes his life force into her. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think there's, I think there might be a reason why we didn't see a ghost Kylo. Oh, hey, 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 now. Well, I mean, like, literally, it's like, you know, the two sides come together, which is the balance. And now they're master of both worlds and some really Joseph Campbell bullshit. Yeah. But, hey. People stop reading that shit. That's, hey, these people need to stop reading it. Yes, I know. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about, I thought you just told me to stop reading it. Oh, no, no, no. The, these people, those people, excuse me, the, the people that made this, like, there are other things. <laughs> but uh, it did work here for me a lot. Yeah, and it worked, it worked uh, just fine for me. The, uh, I know this it's, is I, the I, big I, moment. <laughs> I think the uh, kiss is where people are going to turn. Yeah. My audience was both, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. and I was like, I was like laughing because I was like, I... I don't hate the Raylo thing. Like, I get the connection, you know? <laughs> like, it's if they used it to, like, to vilify Kylo. Like, if they used it to just, like, completely make everything he did, like, an absolute good or, like, overlook any flaws, then it would be a problem. But that's not what they did, surprisingly. they I felt that they got that right. It's also a metaphor for sex. Yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> the the kiss is, is shot weird, I will oh, say. Oh, yeah. It was a little stilted it was very prequely jj abrams is not a prequels guy he's gone on record saying he's like like ben solo he's got a little more in common with his ancestors than i think he realizes yeah and um surprisingly even though he's been criticized for his portrayal of female characters um he's not a very uh 
sex-driven filmmaker. Yeah, it's very odd. Uh, like, I think he's trying to be. Yeah. At times. I guess. Maybe it's just like the shifting goalposts of what is acceptable sexuality. Maybe. Uh, um, but you know what made the kiss work for me? What? Put my fan cap back on. Um, the idea itself is still fine. When they go in for the kiss, that's when Kylo starts fading. And before their lips can touch, he fades away completely. That would have been cool. Yeah, just a cool visual thing, you know? I don't know I'm kind of glad that the, the fan girls and boys got their, their Raylo. I don't know. That was... That was... I was fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not... Like, of all the shit in this movie, I'm definitely not looking down at that in any way other than just like, yeah, that was, the, the kiss itself plays a little weird, but it shouldn't have. Yeah. And then she truly does become a Skywalker. Yeah. And then you go, oh, that's why it's called Rise of Skywalker. And then you go, Which, oh, wow, I mean, that title still fucking sucks. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I like the title enough. No. It's like Dark Knight Rises where it's like, oh, I'm not crazy about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I don't like it. Although, because it's very clear that they wanted to either call it, like, the final order or the last hope. Like, which they, but with, which is said, like, multiple times in the movie. Oh, yeah. And then some focus group was like, call it Rise of Skywalker. Aww. Because Mystery Box and because we'll be telling fans that Skywalker will come back, maybe. Oh. I, yeah, I guess we should start wrapping up, but Luke's coming back in this is, like, very odd and i think it's the way it's shot and because mark hamill is clearly unhappy that luke was given what he was given in this trilogy i don't know i, I it's hard to tell because by all reports he was not happy with the last jedi um but he committed like a motherfucker oh he's like, so fucking good in that movie he's so good and he's also a guy where it's like i think he understands that he can complain in his private life but he also knows that if you're it, he knows how to do a job, you know? Mm-hmm. Here, I think he's just as confused as fucking everyone as to what he's even doing here at this point. And because I, if, if it was possible, the problem is she gets that other. I actually, one, another problem with this movie, I couldn't keep track of all the fucking lightsabers in this movie. But. There were only three, right? Oh, no, four by the end. I don't know. So there's <laughs> Kylo's, there's Ray's which was Leia's, and then there's Rey's, which was also Luke's and Anakin's before her. And then there's the one Rey makes at the very end, which, honestly, she should have just had going into this. I thought that was Leia's lightsaber. No, 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 she buries both of them uh, at at the, the Lars homestead. Yeah, but I thought, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 Rey makes that one. It, it's The gold one is hers. Fine. Uh, the Leia one is the other... The other one. Whatever happened to the green one? Oh, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A, a story for another time. It was cool to see uh, that Leia got some training. I mean, that's a very yeah. fan servicey moment, but that was fine. Yeah. Uh, I think the movie was supposed to open with that at one point. Um, that would have been And there was mistake. more there. That would have been a mistake. I agree. I'm uh, glad it was not. That although, way. I like I'm saying, if I could cut like a, a whole section of this movie, I would have cut all of Luke's scenes. <sighs> I would not. But you need that moment in there so she can, because she destroys the 
Kylo's ship and then takes the X-Wing, um, which is another thing I hated. <laughs> uh, I like the idea of it, but it's just this trilogy again doing the, well, you have to take what's from the past and use it anew again. Yeah. But it's like it, that, that unintentionally kept happening. And then at a certain point, it's like, oh, that's all Abrams had. While also explaining a plot hole that fans thought existed. Mm. That's the other problem. It now confirms, I mean, there's a movie called uh, Heaven's Gate, uh, Notorious Flop. Uh, it sank United Artists completely, um, according to Legend. I mean, you can read into that a lot more. But uh, what happened was the first version that was released was like a four-hour movie. <laughs> and I actually like Heaven's Gate whatever um, but I think it's a really good movie but it was a four hour movie and people walked out of it and Vincent Canby of the New York Times gave it like a one star review and like gave it like a scathing review and this was in an era where that could like decide the fate of your movie Um, so the director took out like a full page ad and was like let me re-edit the movie so I can make it better. And so they pulled the movie, but that inadvertently like turned what would have been like a bad, you know, uh, like one flop. It became like a huge like media event. Like we're like the movie's so bad they pulled it. And it you know, it it, it just exacerbated the problem. And it it inadvertently it made everyone go like they felt that Vincent Camby's review was correct. That they pulled it because they thought he was right, so they're admitting that it's a bad film. And all this movie has done is it hasn't fixed anything, but it has. It will make people who had problems with The Last Jedi feel like they were right. Because the movie goes like, okay, we'll correct those problems. We're going to admit that those problems are even there. Which it didn't need to do at all. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Because um, they also will not satisfy those people. They're going to hate it just as much as everyone else. Yeah, it's not a great note to end things on. If this is the last Star Wars movie I enjoy, I'm fine with that. I, I, I'm i good. I There's other things in my life. Uh, a little disappointing. Frankly, I have bigger concerns right now. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely bigger problems in the world. Um, it is nice for me that I got to see Warwick Davis as Wicket one last time. <laughs> oh, you know what? I would have. I wanted to see him show up like in a fighter. <laughs> That would have been so good. It, it would have been really stupid, but like everyone, they, here's the thing: they show up, and then Lando's like, "I brought everyone," and then they have one cut to Wedge Antilles, <laughs> and that was it. And it would have been hysterical if they were like, "I got Wedge Antilles and Wicket." <laughs> to and, stop the Death Star destroyer ships, which are a thing. Yeah. And did you notice that Akbar's son is in this movie? That's who that was supposed to be. Yeah, he called Poe calls him Junior. Uh, no, this is the worst film ever made. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh wow. Yeah. Hey. Oh fuck this movie. Yeah. Oh my good, that turned me. That that turned me so hard. Wow. All right. Against this film. All right, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm like fine these, with it. These, these problems existed before with the the Rose Erasure, the the Last Jedi. No, no, no. I, we, we promise you'll like Star Wars again. 
But that was just... I think because that one in particular is such a stupid complaint. I know. Oh my god. I'm so mad right now. Hey, what are you going to do? I've lost my mind. Um, hey, but hey, did you see those two women kiss? Diversity win. Oh boy. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm like spinning in anger. I'm going to have a stroke. Um, which is not how I felt about this film until you told me that. <laughs> I like uh, that that was able to do it. I do like that, actually. That makes me very happy. J.J. <laughs> uh, Abrams? I've seen a lot of tweets calling for his arrest, and you know what? I'm putting a warrant out. <laughs> so someone needs to give him, like, some cookies and a, and a coloring book and just send him away. Oh, no, 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 no. He's He's clearly a talented filmmaker. He's a child. He has the mind also, of a yes. child. Uh, maybe don't give him sequels ever again. Like, yeah. Like, how did that happen? Clearly um, he's the guy to bring in to reboot something. But don't let him anywhere near it after that. Yeah, that's like, people are asking him to be like, oh, like, do the Superman movie next. And I'm like, I don't want that anymore. Well, no. Um, yeah. I don't want that. I really, I, I could care less what he does next. Yeah. Um... He has like a fifty bajillion dollar deal with like Warner Brothers or Universal or someone now. Or Warner Brothers, that's why the Superman conversation started. Remember when he um, was gonna make a bunch of Valve movies? What? He he did this thing him and like Bad Robot made a deal with Valve to like adapt a bunch of their shit in the movies and he even did like a whole there's it, I believe it's still online. Him and Gabe Newell talking and like vaguely hinting at what they're going to do and it's like an hour long conversation and this was like 5 6 years ago. Oh. Well, I guess when Star Wars calls a knocking. I yeah, sure. Uh, um but Oh fuck, that was like very upsetting. Yeah. Um, but the movie does have highs, the, the the problems if you hate it, the the problems are too valid to ignore. Um Never make a movie like this again. Never do it. Don't don't listen to fans. Um, everyone's an idiot. And the truth is, literally everyone is an idiot, including Matt and myself and people in charge of things. Yeah. But the, the, the point is, you work together to work through your idiocy and make the best project you possibly can together. And this was not the best project these people could have made together. Yeah, everything could have been better. This is the Spider-Man 3 of the Star Wars films, I feel. I think that's safe to say. Um, That's not a bad assessment. Yeah, Spider-Man 3, BVS, uh, maybe a little King of the Monsters, but I think that's a better move than all the ones I just mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah. The King of the Monsters is easily the best. Um, I, would rate this, I would rate this movie above uh, BVS, definitely. I, I'm, I but... would watch this again, even though I'm immediately frustrated by the lack of Rose yeah, uh, and the stupid twists. Honestly, the thing that always gets me through a bad Star Wars movie is I can just make up the better movie in my head. <laughs> and I literally, it's like, oh, okay, 20 minutes of this movie don't exist for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a much better film. Yeah. And I'll there's be honest. probably more to talk about here, but... <laughs> yeah, Star yeah. Wars. There's a... Uh... Yeah, pe- people are going to take this one apart for a while. And they're going to they're gonna kick the shit out of it. And then a couple of years, someone will write something being like, it wasn't that bad, guys. 
Um, sure. And uh, I'm not again. I'm not angry at this movie. It's hard to be angry at it. I don't hate it. I I enjoyed myself enough. Um, but it's not good. You know the the back to back. Uh, like release of this and Terminator Dark Fate. This is, I think this is a, you know, I don't know if it's a better movie than Terminator Dark Fate. I like it more than Terminator Dark Fate. Um, yeah, but Terminator Dark Fate, my expectations were so low. Oh, God. I. Yeah, they were I, lower than low. I think the, they, but these movies might be on par with each other. Because uh, Terminator Dark Fate is like fine all the way through with some great ideas. Yeah. And enough to make me go like, you know what? I'm glad it ended there. But it was such a huge, like, box office bomb. Like, critically, it did pretty dang good. I was surprised. But, like, it was such a huge bomb that the Terminator franchise will not be seen again. In, in our lifetime, it probably will. But like, Well, what are the chances that something similar ends up happening with Star Wars? Critically, it's not doing great. And because of that, I think... They need to massively reconsider their next step. And, you know, I'm, I'm we're just fucking nerds on the internet. It's not like we have, like, valid takes, you know. We're not going to pretend to be those people. But I do think, like, and I don't give a shit about box office usually, but, like, in China, these things just cannot crack that egg. Yeah. They always do worse than they they did previ- in the previous year. And I think a big part of that is because Star Wars is currently, for, for all the things I love in it, it's, it's pulling out hits in in these parts of the world because it's like oh remember this you know and then occasionally you get something like last jedi or force awakens that are like really great on their own merits but um because of the way china releases movies people are like who the fuck is that old dude at the end of force awakens yeah you know and you cannot keep going back to this well star wars is a fairy tale adventure series where anything is possible and anything can happen at any point in time throughout the void of space I think even if this was the best received Star Wars entry ever, I wouldn't want to see another Skywalker movie for like a decade. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give him five years. (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? Who really? Who knows? Uh, They could be like, actually, we've been planning something this whole time. But I'd give it a break. And uh, but my my thing is that if they did try and do another one, if like they were like episode ten coming in two years, I'm willing to bet there would be a massive box office drop off. Not enough to sink it, but enough to be like, oh, we we broke it. Give it a rest. Whatever movie comes yeah. out next probably won't do very well because they're not gonna not do Star Wars movies for a few years. Yeah, uh, there's a three year gap coming up, which is like I guess to Disney like. Whew, you know, it's a long time. And it's like, no, it's not. Yep. It's 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 fine for things to wait. People will be around for Star Wars as long as they have that weight. And if you don't give them that weight, <laughs> that's you will break it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's a, kind of a sour note to end on. Uh, no, well, I, I'll be honest. I'm just saying, like, if it if it needs to end, I'm fine with it. I think that's the yeah. what what I have to thank the Last Jedi for is that it really got me there mentally. Like, I, it really made me okay with that idea of, like, okay, you know, because it's going to fuck up eventually. I'm going to stop watching these movies eventually. And I'm fine with that. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. 
You know what? That's a better note to end on. So, Matt, where can the people find you? I'm at EmperorOTN1 at Twitter.com. And you can find me at the Twitters at the Diego Crespo. And check uh, the Waffle Press on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Patreon. And uh, check out the rest of Happy Amblin. We're going back to it for for the new year. I'm dropping some episodes on the Patreon. Sorry, things got messy and behind. But 2020, that's the year of San Learn Spielberg. So... Get ready for more of that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. The Force will be with you. Always. And that's that's Star Wars, baby.